This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. I'm Becky Parker Geist and I'm your host. Audiobook Connection is your place to learn about the audiobook creative process and for authors to learn valuable tips on producing and marketing your audiobooks. This podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Welcome to Audiobook Connection. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that really only pertains to nonfiction titles. And so the topic is footnotes and endnotes. Do we just omit them? What do we do with them? How do we decide how to handle them? And today, we're going to go into some depth, use some examples, take a look at some different moments in an audiobook where an endnote or footnote may want to be treated and included instead of just omitting them. So we'll take a look at some examples today. Uh, one of the things I want to say is that when you typically take an audiobook or take your book manuscript to an audiobook producer or to a narrator, their default is going to be, okay, and we're just omitting all the footnotes and endnotes. And while that is, I will say, frequently a good choice for most footnotes or endnotes, that is not always the case. So let's first look at what are some of the moments in a book when you choose to use a footnote and why you choose to put it in a footnote rather than within the context of the text itself or the narrative itself. Typically, footnotes are uh, in the text, in the format. They're placed at the bottom of the page, obviously. Sometimes they're treated as end notes, and you may have all of your notes at the very end of the book in a whole separate section just for notes. But the reason why you may put text as a footnote is typically you're either citing a reference or commenting on a particular part of the text that where the comment is not directly related to the argument or the content of your paragraph. Some examples might be just uh, in a generalized way when, for example, you're making some comment about, for example, a piece of research that you're referencing, but you're not actually going in depth into that aspect of the research in this paragraph. So it feels a little bit like a, a side track, like you're sidetracking if you go down that path. By putting it in a footnote, you can provide that idea, that, that thought, the comment, without necessarily interrupting the flow of your paragraph or your thought. And so 
as a reader, when you're reading that, you typically would see the footnote, your eyes drop down to the bottom of the page. If it's just a bibliographical citation, then your eyes pop back up and you continue where you left off. However, if there is some comment, then you probably are more likely to take a moment to just read what it says because obviously the author thought it was important, even though it is outside the flow of that particular paragraph. Here's an example of when you might use that kind of comment. This is an example from the audiobook of Tourism and Travel in Ancient Egypt. This is an audiobook that we recorded and where there are many footnotes and other citations within this fairly academic text. But it is, um, but the text itself or the, the book itself is not just for academics. And any book, whether it's for an academic community or not, you want it to have a good flow, a good interest. And so this is always important. In this particular case, the sentence, I'll read the two sentences that are where the footnote takes place. So the first is, it enumerates the most important travels in ancient Egyptian history, starting from the pre-dynastic period until the end of the New Kingdom Age. These journeys, footnote one, and trips are highlighted in tourism perspective notion. The footnote says, journey is defined as an act of traveling from one place to another, and it is called a trip when it is just for pleasure. And then it's followed with a bibliographic citation. So the author, because in this particular book, there's a real exploration in depth as to the research and the language that was used around travel, journeying, trips. These are all very specifically defined, and that matters very much in the context of the book. So he wants to make sure that the reader or listener in this case is clear on what exactly he means by journey. And in fact, he's also setting us up. This is early on. So he's setting us up to understand that there is this kind of fine distinction between a journey and a trip. I'd like to give another example from this same book and then explain some of my reasoning for doing so. The second reference is, or second footnote is in this sentence. This chapter is an attempt to go beyond the trips, journeys, and voyages of the ancient Egyptian history that are described in the first chapter. Cross-reference Appendix D. And then in the footnote, it says, cross-reference Appendix D to recognize the difference between the terms journey, voyage, trip, tour, etc., which are applied within the book. So here again, we're having a similar reference to uh, the content that he that included in that first footnote, but here he is referencing an appendix. And the reason I wanted to bring this up and why we might include this note would be because, first of all, there is clarity around helping the listener to understand the context that he's going into. But the second piece is here we have an opportunity 
And this, again, is for a more academic um, target market where people are more apt to go explore the research and dive in. This is an opportunity to invite people, listeners, to the website to go deeper into this material, to find out more about the research that he conducted and what all of that means and how it relates to this text. So assuming that they are really interested in this topic, and they must be or they wouldn't have bought the audiobook in the first place, he's giving them a way to go further with it. And so that is where a footnote like this would be really appropriate. Some of the ways in which you might actually read that would be you would get to the end of the sentence and you always want to wait till the end of the sentence or it just becomes very clunky and the listener will lose track of what the beginning of the sentence was. So make sure that the note comes at the end of the sentence and then you can do footnote one or just footnote or note. And then at the end, you want to use the same terminology to do end note or end footnote. And that way we know that we have interrupted our flow and now we're back to the main topic. Another interesting way, even if you don't have footnotes, is that you could, in a sense, use the footnote or note kind of approach to handle an invitation to the website. We've talked in previous episodes about different reasons why you might want to invite someone to your website. Obviously, that's a good thing for you if they come, but we mainly want to be thinking about what that listener experience is and how we can uh, create added value for the listener. And if you have a visual, for example, in your, uh, in your book, then you may want to invite your listener If you think they would benefit from being able to see it, then you may want to invite them to come look at it on your website as a as a free gift. And so if you have content on your website that may be particularly valuable to your listener in the context of a particular segment, you could use the note approach to invite people to your website. In that way, it kind of sets it off a little bit. You can also do it at the end of a chapter or an end of a a subheading segment where you um, invite people to the website. But since this is a conversation specifically about footnotes, I just want to say this is an approach that you could use that may even feel like a better fit for your particular content or to almost back off even a little bit more, make it a little more subtle, just that you're just adding in this side note that, you know, if you'd like to come to the website and see this thing or get this extra content, it's there for you. So I just wanted to bring that up as an option. Let's take a short pause and we'll come right back. Here at Pro Audio Voices, we love working with authors who have a big goal in mind. They really wanna reach out to their audience around the world. We're here to help make that happen. It starts with our pre-production process, where we're evaluating and determining what elements of the audiobook we can leverage to both create an excellent listener experience for your listeners, as well as drawing them to your website to engage with you further. It continues on through the production process, 
making decisions that will enhance and support your big goals, as well as creating a great listener experience. But we don't stop there. Once the audiobook is live, we move on to helping you market your audiobook with the Audiobook Marketing Program. Come check us out at ProAudioVoices.com. To schedule a call to talk about your audiobook project, click on Get Started. Now let's take a look at the other main reason why we include footnotes and what we want to do about those. What are some of our options around other kinds of citations? So the other main reason, aside from a comment that is outside the flow of the context of the paragraph, is to provide bibliographic information. To provide an example of this kind of a footnote and how we might handle it, just some different options, we'll pull this from Balancing the Wheel by Dr. Daniel Sadig. Here's the sentence with the footnote. Of course, this kind of unrealistic sense of self is not a healthy view of self and is closer to Winnicott's false self. Footnote 1. So here the footnote is just bibliographic. D.W. Winnicott, quote, the false sense of self as a means of disidentification, Contemporary Psychoanalysis, Volume 34, Number 2, 1998. Now, I think it's pretty clear that we don't want to include all of that information in the context of the audiobook. I think that would get really tiresome, and the listener is unlikely to want all that detail here. But it may be that in this particular case, you may feel like, oh, you know, somebody may want to know a little bit more about what I'm talking about here. They may not be familiar with this false self-concept, and then they may want to explore it more. Now, in the context of the text, you may, let's say in this example, if you were the the author, you may have already gone into that. But if you haven't, and you'd like to give your listener some additional resources, you could take this moment to say, for example, note, to explore this further and better understand what is meant by false self, You can read The False Self as a Means of Disidentification by D.W. Winnicott. End note. By doing it this way, we've kept it shorter, but we've also given them the additional resource. By bookending it with the word note and end note, the listener knows that it's going to be brief and that um, it's like a side note or a footnote. One other thing I want to address is, let's say that you really feel that your target market is going to want to know a little bit more about these references that you uh, have included in your book. It may be that your target audience is a little bit more research-oriented or more academic. Whatever reason you feel that they may really want this information Another way to handle how to deliver the information without it becoming overburdensome is by uh, figuring out when and how much to include. For this example, I'm going to go back to the book Tourism and Travel in Ancient Egypt by Muhammad Yahya Zakaria Zed Ahmed. And we're going to take a look at how we can 
include the citations without it becoming overburdensome. One way is to simply include the last name. And in this case, uh, it felt like the year of the writing was also important. So, for example, this sentence includes it at the very end. Similarly, the Upper Egyptian part was connected to the African cultures from the south and to the Semitic people in the east through the Red Sea. Fakri, 1991. So we're just tacking that at the end. We don't need to necessarily say note and end note because in this case, there were many of these and we're really creating it such that it's landing within the flow of the text. Another way to handle this, especially when there were several in a row, we looked at how to better handle these. And at the end of each short segment, because it was quite a segmented book, we would list the different references at the end of each segment. For example, at the end of the segment, right before the next subheading, we might say, References for this segment include Sartima, 1989, and Baiki, 1916. So it's just a short statement at the end, but that way it provides that information. And the reason was because the author really felt that the listeners of his audiobook would be really interested. They would want to know. And so we wanted to make sure that that information was included but in a way where we weren't interrupting the flow for the listener. Another option, of course, if it doesn't feel like this information needs to be included in your audiobook, but you do think that your listeners might want to reference it, is you can certainly invite them at the end of the book to uh, visit your website, and you can make that information available to them. And just to wrap up on how to make these decisions about footnotes or endnotes is, first of all, you always want to be focused on what's going to create a great listener experience. Who is your target audience and what information will they want to have included? So you want to do your best guess on that. And you can certainly ask people who you think may fall into your target market as to what information they think they would like right? So you can ask your followers, your fans, and get a feel from them, or you can make your best guess as to what you think they're going to be wanting to hear, and then create that experience. So create the great listener experience. It's great because we're thinking about what they want, what will be beneficial to them, helpful to them, and what's going to create a great listening experience in terms of the flow of the audiobook. One other thing you may be wondering about is, well, what if you have some footnotes that feel like they, well, that are a comment, commentary on the content, and you do want to include them, and others you don't, and then is that going to mess up your numbering system? Well, yes, it probably would. And so what I would suggest is that you don't include a number. If you're going to do some but not all, just use the words uh, footnote or note and don't include a number. I hope this has been helpful. Um, If you have questions about how to handle parts of your book, I would love to hear from you, partly because if I know what questions you have, then I can create uh, podcast episodes that will address those issues. I'm sure that if you have a question, 
there are other authors who are also asking that same question. And so please reach out to me and let me know how I can provide the content that you need and answers to the questions that you may have. And also, if you're working on an audiobook or preparing for the audiobook production process, if you have questions about that, I'd love to talk with you for, about that as well. So you can find us at proaudiovoices.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. Here at Pro Audio Voices, we are helping great stories come alive. See you next time. Thanks for joining us for Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. Please take a moment to subscribe at audiobookconnection.com. The podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Learn more at proaudiovoices.com. Again, thanks for being with us and please join us next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.